0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Furnition, joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, the best co-host in the business, Devin the Verified Jackson. Devin, how are you doing today, man?
1: Uh, pretty good, man. It's Friday. Uh, You know, it's been an interesting week for football, for sure, Uh between, you know, games getting canceled, facilities shut down. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so... Uh, people should expect this and expect, you know, this to continue, uh, because let's face it, not every team is, you know, completely following protocol to Tennessee and they're bragging about it. So it is what it is, but you know, uh, just got to keep, you know, progressing every day. And we're a week out from Big Ten returning as well. So that's exciting. Uh, you know, obviously our background is in Big Ten. So I'm super excited for that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we we got a full slate.
0: You you say we have a full slate? We 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 kind of don't.
1: Three, three quarters of a slate.
0: Three quarters of a slate. Um, yes. Um, we will talk about the Coastal Carolina uh Lafayette game that happened earlier. Or not, was it Louisiana Lafayette, right? Raging Cajuns, right? Yeah, I don't know why. I'm, yeah, you, they, they they just know.
1: call them they call themselves just Louisiana. Yeah, so
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you a it's a what? weird.
1: It's a yeah. weird uh, dynamic because th- they, they, they despise uh, being called ULO for some reason. Well even though that's it, their initials.
0: It is, it is. But also also, would you wanna would you really want to acknowledge that ULM exists? Like UL Monroe sucks. Like they suck. I'm sorry. As the cat gets up on the counter one more time, making it I believe three straight. He's a lot like his namesake in the Tennessee Titans. He just loves to fuck shit up. Um <laughs> But yes, uh Oklahoma State at Baylor, that one has been postponed. Baylor's got like 43 cases of COVID just in just in the program alone. Uh Tulsa, Cincinnati, I I'm not sure whether there's is COVID related or hurricane related. Uh um, I think
1: I think it's COVID related, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, and then LSU Florida uh also it's Big
1: Time, Big Time. Covid related
0: yeah and that one was gonna be fun because i'm pretty sure both teams were gonna put up 70 in this game
1: yeah a uh, quick note uh, a joke that i saw someone said that if you see uh like a headline with like a helmet yeah like on a grass field just it's, a single it's helmet just, just it's just, bad just assume it's bad <laughs> and it literally every case is bad
0: every single time uh, but yeah, like that's three top ten teams that aren't that aren't gonna get uh, to play this week, and then Baylor and LSU also exist. Um, I'm sorry, Devin, I had to get that one in on you. We had a really good year last year where we were both like really happy about LSU, and and I was happy for you, but man, L- I mean LSU the,
1: the fall back. the fall from grace was expected. I was not expecting them to re- repeat. Uh, our colleague of scouting better than one and two. Uh, Honestly, not really. To be honest, after I saw how they played in week one, I was not confident they would win more than four or five games this year.
0: But, like, losing to Mizzou, we already went over this, but, like, losing to Mizzou, bro, losing to Mizzou, you made an offense that Mizzou hung, like, 45 points on you.
1: I can't explain it.
0: There's a very inappropriate joke that I, that I put in the blue chip scouting chat that I will not share here that referred to Mizzou's offense before facing LSU. You know exactly which one I'm talking about. No comment. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about uh, Louisiana Lafayette or sorry, the University of Louisiana uh, versus coastal Carolina. I didn't watch this game. You, you go ahead. Tell me what happened.
1: Uh, basically it was a, it was a back and forth game. Um, and Coastal Carolina just beat him out at the end. It was 27-27 in the fourth. Uh Louisiana was driving. Uh my guy Elijah Mitchell wide open third and like five, he dropped the ball. And then Coastal got the ball back, went down, kicked the field goal, and that was a wrap. Uh but man, Coastal Carolina has some dudes, man. Uh Taron Jackson, the edge rusher, he he is a monster, but inside defensive lineman CJ Brewer, I really like him. Uh he has like Three and a half sacks already this season, like seven tackles for loss. Uh, he was a monster in that game, and he was a monster against Kansas, too. I went back and looked at that game, too. Uh, obviously, Kansas is, we don't even want to talk about them offensively. They're just horrendous. But, yeah, uh Coastal has some dudes, man. Uh They also have a running back, uh, able. Uh, number one, he's pretty good as well. Obviously Louisiana has guys, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Levi Lewis. I don't think he gets drafted. He's probably UDFA at this point. He really hasn't played well this season. Uh, but Trey Regis and Elijah Mitchell, the two running backs are for sure going to get drafted. Um, probably day three, but they're, they're both pretty talented, but coastal Carolina, they, they have some nice dudes, man. Um, I, I had to give them props that that coach has them playing and. Uh, they're no longer uh laughing stock in the Sun Belt. They might win the conference this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm glad one of us was watching this game, uh, because I spent my Wednesday night, because yes, this was a Wednesday night game, uh, I had to, uh, intervene in a situation at work that involved me kicking six people out of my store.
1: I think yours night was pretty more, it was a little bit more eventful than mine. Yeah,
0: uh, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, all I, all I'll say is that the, the six middle-aged men, they learned to pick on someone their own size. Cause when you start screaming at a, at a supervisor who's five foot one, um, it, it's not fair. So, but, you know, I, I'm a little bigger than five foot one.
1: Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, and Sad. before we, and before we move on to, uh, the Power Five games this weekend. I also want to give a shout out to Jonathan Adams Jr., receiver out of Arkansas State. He is a monster. He is a monster. He had fifty fifteen receptions, one hundred and seventy seven yards, two touchdowns last night. I'm
0: sorry. Did you say fifteen catches? Yes. God damn. Yeah.
1: 15 Great. That, ca- that,
0: that score was fifty nine to fifty two. I don't know why that <laughs> surprised me. I it
1: was a it was a shootout, old fashioned shootout. Uh, but yeah, he had twenty three targets. Fifteen receptions.
0: I know they broke the over under midway through the third. Oh yes, so.
1: yes. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. At one, like I didn't tune in until it was like 49 to forty nine <laughs> to 42 I was like forty nine forty five. I think I was like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this game? But you know, a Sun Belt, Sun Belt, fun belt. You you know how it goes. Absolutely.
0: Um. But yeah. So before we even get into the Power Five, we got. uh we got some group of five ranked games tonight, Friday. Um, one should be literally like kicking off minutes from when this podcast is released. Right? Because it's noon when we're talking right now. Yeah. Six o'clock kickoff, Devin. Your hometown two lane green wave.
1: About to get that ass
0: whooped. At number 17, oh, sorry, hosting number 17 SMU
1: about to get that ass whooped um and if they don't they're gonna go out to 24 nothing lead and blow it because that's what they've been doing all season but Shane Bouchelle.
0: oh sorry SMU Shane favored Bouchard. by six and a half
1: uh I'm smashing over on that <laughs>
0: he's <laughs> taking the points
1: I, I'm smashing it um yeah SMU is gonna destroy them
0: yeah uh there's uh Reggie Roberson is out for the year which is very disappointing. I think yeah. we touched on that on Tuesday's podcast. But yeah, Shane Buchel, Uh yeah, they're still gonna be fine. They got Ulysses Bentley the fourth at a running back, which is yeah. I mean, that is a top tier name. I don't know how he plays his
1: that, that sounds fan, like that's, that sounds like a president name right there.
0: Right? Right? Or at least like a war general and like like the,
1: the... <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean there on. was Ulysses Grant, so yes. <laughs> so
0: I know some things and some stuff about American history, just not a lot. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm taking SMU by more than by more than a touchdown on this one. Um,
1: at least twenty. At, at least. least. Sorry, Tulane. You're gonna. But other prospects to watch. I think Patrick Johnson from Tulane. Yeah. He, he is someone to watch. So. Um.
0: If I told you that we are now in week seven. And that Houston has only played one game so far this year.
1: <laughs> That's bad. Then they yeah. played Tulane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right, they did! Um yeah, they, they get the, the, the pleasure of hosting number 14 BYU. BYU favored by five.
1: I'm gonna get B, I'm gonna take BYU, but Marquez Stevenson, receiver from Houston, he's, he's gotta be someone to watch. Uh, had a pretty good game against Tulane. Uh, and then of course Zach Wilson. You know, every time we mention his name, we gotta be synonymous with Dante Colinelli, cause he, he really had that train going, even though he only had 11 touchdowns and nine interceptions last year. Uh, we even got Jordan Reed on Zach Wilson, on the Zach, Zach Wilson train. Everyone is on uh, Zach Wilson now. Uh, he probably doesn't end up, he probably doesn't end up as QB4, QB5, I think. Uh, but I think he's gonna, still gonna be a fun player to, to really scout and see if he comes out this year.
0: Um, I'm going to say this in terms of players from BYU, because I think a lot of people are sick and tired of hearing about Zach Wilson already, and that's fine. We will continue to mention the Mormon Manziel at every opportunity. Kyrie's Tonga, the defensive tackle, um, more of a traditional nose. Doesn't really matter, though, because anytime he gets a tackle in the backfield, it's a sack. He's got, like, five sacks on the season as, like, a 335-pound space-eating nose tackle, and you just, you love to see it. Um... I have a feeling he probably creeps into like that like fringe day two day three guy.
1: Yeah, um, I, I'm predicting at least two sacks tonight from him. Oh yeah. It, it's uh, gonna so, be a bloodbath. Oh yeah. But, but it might be explosion of points. You never know. Friday night games are always a wild card.
0: Are Friday night games taking over for Pac-12 after dark?
1: <sighs> yeah, cause Pac-12 was having 9am, well, like 11am start <laughs> times for games, so. It's not, gonna, Pac- it's not gonna be any Pac twelve after dark anymore. And that makes depressing. me sad.
0: Because I I used to love staying up till three in the morning to watch Pac twelve because I'd watch them in the
1: way. I will never forget. I wanna say like I was just up one night and I was watching a UCLA Washington State game.
0: And- oh, dude, Cal versus Texas. Back when Jared Goff was there. That's the only game where I've ever actually fallen asleep, woken up, and it was still going on, and then I saw the end and I was happy because I was a Cal fan. And and they beat Texas. And it proved that Texas wasn't back. Uh and anytime you can prove that Texas isn't back, uh that that's a good week. Alright. Moving over to the top on Saturday. Uh number one Clemson at Georgia Tech. Oh no.
1: <laughs>
0: poor, poor Georgia Tech. They've actually done better than anyone could have anticipated. I said that they would probably be a two or three win team. They're already at two and two. Um, they have a strong defense. It does not matter. It does not matter. To quote Dwayne Johnson, Devin, it doesn't matter if you have a good defense. Um, Clemson's about to whoop that ass is what I'm saying. is uh, favored by 27 points.
1: No. I can't take it. You can't take the points because the game is going to be a blow in the first half, and then we're going to see the second and third stringers, and I think Jeff Sims can beat the second and third stringers, at um, least half the, half the time.
0: I'm going to say a push. at the Clemson wins by 27.
1: <laughs> That's a safe choice.
0: <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh,
1: yeah, Obviously, Clemson is going to win. Uh, ETN pushing for RB1. Um, we don't even need to talk about Trevor Lawrence. We know no. about that, man. Uh, obviously, uh, but Amari Rogers has been a very, uh, a very solid player this year. Um, and then Darian Kendrick defensively. He's, oh, yeah. he's, really, he's really stepped up his More game. More
0: good corners, man. More good corners every time. Um, how about this one? Because, Devin, you remember when we talked in the summer. I said that Pittsburgh was the best, uh, sec- sorry, third best team in the conference because, well, I had Clemson and North Carolina ahead of them. Notre Dame hadn't joined the conference yet. Yeah, that ain't looking so good now, is it? No, no, no. They face Miami, who's 13th in, in, in the country, coming off of an ass-whooping at the hands of uh, of Clemson. And Miami's... She, fa- okay, listen to this. This is insa- insanity. Miami's favored by 13.5, but the over-under is 48 points.
1: Something ain't right. Um, I think they have a lot of confidence in Miami. I don't know, man, because... This is really the first time they're facing adversity. You know, we know how the last couple of years have gone. When they lose to like a team like Clemson, like their whole season falls off the map. Yeah. Um. So I I really don't know how they respond. I think they win, but I think it's a it's way closer than thirteen and a half. I say like seven, six or seven points, maybe.
0: <sighs> Devin, you have no idea how much this pains me. You know I love this Pittsburgh team. You know what? S- part, s- sorry. You know how much I love this Pittsburgh defense. Upset city, baby. We're going pit. We're going pit. I have almost zero confidence in this game because I need Kenny Pickett to play well, and I need uh, Pitt to actually protect well against a very good Miami front. But I don't have any confidence that Miami can block that front four pit.
1: I'm just wondering who's going to guard Brevin Jordan. Is Paris Ford gonna take on that role? Paris, Paris Ford one? or
0: Tamar Hamlin.
1: We'll see that match. I think that's gonna be that's, that's the underrated matchup of one. the weekend. That's I a think. fun one. That's an underrated matchup of the weekend, in my opinion.
0: So we're split on that one. We normally aren't split on games. You and I are very well aligned in terms of, of that one, but I just I have a feeling. I have a feeling that I'm not going to watch this next game because it's number fifteen Auburn at South Carolina. Uh Auburn it. favored by three and a half that over
1: a team bad. that's one and two. That over is a team that's so one and so bad. That is horrendous. Um
0: which offense is worse? <laughs> by the way, over under on this one is actually more than Miami versus Pitt.
1: That's wild. Um I really don't have confidence in Auburn right now. They should be I one or two not. as well. I've done. Um, Auburn's going to win.
0: Auburn's going to win? I think. By a point.
1: <laughs> Some more foolishness is going to Some
0: have. more foolishness. They'll probably, have, like, South Carolina will accidentally get a safety. And, uh, and, and <laughs> <laughs> and that'll cost them the game.
1: They're punting. Uh, they're punting with the lead. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, Auburn's bad. Gus Malzahn. I, 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 I said. I said earlier this week, ignore the record. Gus Malzahn's on the hot seat. This man's supposed to be an, an offensive mind, and it's the defense keeping
1: him in games. Yeah, and they don't even have KJ Britt either. Um, um yeah, look, this is, this. watch, we're saying all this, and then they're going to blow out South Carolina by 30.
0: Oh boy, they'll have beaten South Carolina and Will Muschamp, who is also on the hot
1: seat. This this can be a worse game of, of coaches that are severely overrated.
0: Oh my god. Uh, you want to talk about some underrated coaches, though? Let's talk about the next one. Kentucky at number 18, Tennessee.
1: I'm gonna pick Tennessee. I
0: told told y'all Jerry Pruitt's a good coach.
1: I tried to tell you about Kentucky too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh weak. Um Tennessee uh Tennessee's gonna win this game. Uh and I will take the six point six point spread on this game. I think it's gonna be, you know, within a touchdown.
0: Listen, Kentucky can't move the ball. They just can't. I mean, 153 yards against Mississippi State. Uh Sure, they won by 22, but that was due to Mississippi State doing Mississippi State things. Tennessee doesn't do Mississippi State things. Tennessee does winning things. Gets back on track after a loss against Georgia. Probably take this one by about 10 points.
1: Yeah, Garantano probably is going to have a really good game. And, and you know... Make people forget about that Georgia performance because that was abysmal. Yeah.
0: Speaking of abysmal, Louisville. Louisville. Good old Louisville uh, at number four, Notre Dame. Notre Dame favored by 17 points, which says a lot that they're not favored by more than three scores against a one-in-three team that has zero defense.
1: I'd say this is a close game.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Uh Notre Dame's defense doesn't impress me. Louisville has no defense. Um whose defense is worse, Devin? LSU's, Louisville's, or the Dallas Cowboys?
1: The Cowboys for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm you know I'm gonna show them the Cowboys defense. <laughs> that is true. Um, Sorry, Tyler. I, he knows. It's okay. <laughs> he knows.
0: Uh we're having a very fun podcast today.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I got, um, I got Nordame winning, of course, but it's going to be a close one. Yeah. I think Nordame sneaks out of that game. I think Tutu Atwell has a big game. Uh, Hawkins is probably going to run for over a hundred yards. And my hope is that once he gets that big burst, he does something else besides that because there's been a couple games this season. He has like a 75 or 80 yard run and then the rest of the combined like carrying yard is just like 10 yards. So got to keep that consistency.
0: You want to introduce this next game?
1: Yeah, yeah, I got this. Uh So we got Kellen Mond. He's coming off the best game in his career against the doormat of the SEC. <laughs> no, it's not Vanderbilt either.
0: No, 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 no. Mississippi State has taken their rightful seat at the bottom of the throne. They are kissing the rings of everyone else around them. And I... You know what's funny, Devin, is I was labeled as, like, this Mississippi State hater after week one. I own Mississippi State merch. You know I do, too. Yeah. But their fan base just annoys the shit out of me, and that's the only reason I'm on this. It's not like mm-hmm. I actively dislike Mississippi. I actively, out of the two fr- fan bases, or the two... Programs like Mississippi State a little bit more because they were a bit of an underdog story and how they kind of rose to prominence under Dak.
1: But then yeah, their fan did. base just got too damn cocky, and, uh, uh, and they hire Mike Leach.
0: They hire Mike <laughs> Leach. That's a pro- that's a death blow for any uh, for any program for me. Hire hire Mike Leach.
1: Jeez. Christ the thing is, <laughs> the thing is like. They really thought they were it after week one, man. And now that that win doesn't even look good because no. LSU lost to Mizzou. So it was like <laughs> it's like your best win is against a team that is basically like two times the shell of itself.
0: Yeah, and, and like, here's the th- here's the thing. So okay, we beat the defending national champs. All right, cool. And, and, and then we lose to Arkansas. But that's okay. We were just trying to outbad a bad team. We're still good. We still beat LSU. Look how good LSU is. They beat Vandy, and then we lost again last week to Kentucky, and then they lost to Mizzou. So, like, really, we're both just bad. Is is what the message from that week one game was? Or Week that's five game. True. It's so weird with this with them being like one and one and two. It's it's week seven. They've only played three games. The cluster I'm so, part of my language. Of yeah, course, way more on this podcast than I normally do. Um anyways, to finish the introductory thought that Devin started 3 minutes ago. Texas A&M number 11 in the country at Mississippi State. A&M favored by 5. Only 5.
1: I would give him 10. I
0: would give him 15.
1: <laughs> yeah, Texas A&M is going to win this game. Um my hope is that Kelamon is just consistent because we know he is notorious for playing light sound, and then the next week you can't even find him. You now, know? Here, so. here's
0: the thing. I will say this. Mississippi State does have a frankly decent defense. Take the LSU game. You know, they only gave up 153 yards to... To, to Kentucky I think they were around like 253 300 total yards or whatever to to Arkansas Can Am put up the points I don't know. Can Mississippi State put up points in general in this game I also don't know um I'm wondering whether or not this is going to be another KJ Costello 35 of 52 for 215 yards game?
1: Well, the, the proof is in the pudding. You play a soft zone against him. Yeah. Make him, make him, uh, make tight window throws, which he obviously cannot do. Um, so that's all you got to do. And then have a consistent pass rush. Texas A&M has a pretty nice pass rush. So uh-huh. I think they'll get home to him. And is it going to force him to make mistakes? And we've seen how it is. And Kylan Hill isn't even used correctly. He had 15 receptions for 79 yards, mostly on checkdowns. So. It's going to be another ugly game I think for for Mississippi State if if things don't the thing is like they did not push the ball down the field against Kentucky at all. Like you have Osiris Mitchell and some of those other guys and he just refuses to push the ball down the field. All
0: right, since they're they're, they're both on my screen right now in terms of stats. Mac Jones from Alabama has com, has attempted 32 less passes than KJ Costello has completed. And only has 67 less yards. Matt Jones is 66 of 83 for 1,101 yards. KJ Costello is 115 of 174 for 1,168. I don't even know what to do with that.
1: Hashtag Long story not
0: short, Texas A&M wins, all right? Yeah. Leon O'Neal probably makes it four straight weeks with a pick six for for Mississippi State.
1: I want to yeah, know I, how
0: many games in a row they can keep this pick six streak going. Because they get Auburn next week.
1: Uh, I don't think Auburn gets one.
0: Uh, so is it going to die at four? Please, yeah. Mississippi, uh, uh, Texas, and get a fix.
1: Wait a minute, Mississippi State plays Alabama next week. Oh, is it Bama? Or I in, two it was over. in two weeks? Oh, in two sorry. weeks.
0: Oh yeah, if it's if it's Bama, it's 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 happening. All right. Yeah. All right. Enough about Mississippi State. All right. This is it's like what we used to shit on Rutgers, except it's less fun. <laughs> Devin just can't after that
1: one. It, it's almost time for that again, too.
0: Oh, is it though? Is it? Are we seriously going to talk about Maryland versus, uh, versus Rutgers next week? I swear, no. Are you going to make me pick every Big Ten game next week?
1: There's a good chance I might.
0: Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Number five, North Carolina at, well, what's left of Florida State. Uh, UNC, I'm only favored by 13 and a half. That is just straight up disrespectful. That's just rude, sir. That is rude, Mr. Vegas, man.
1: They, they want you, they want you to smash the over and then North Carolina pull out a cardiac win. Um, look, man. (laughs) Look, uh, I don't even know what to say about this, uh, game. I mean, only match I'm looking forward to is Asante Samuel against, uh, you know, Diami Brown or Daz Newsom. Uh, we'll see how yeah, that go. Brown's playing so well. Yeah. Well, uh, I think North Carolina's gonna win the point of attack and, and dominate, uh, Florida State's front. Hopefully this is the game Marvin Wilson shows up, but he's been pretty much non-existent since, since that first week where he blocked two kicks. Uh, have not heard his name at all. Uh, people are seeming to think he's not gonna be a first rounder. Uh, is it's not looking good for his stock right now, so he needs to show up. Uh, but North Carolina obviously is going to win this game.
0: Yeah, yeah. NC NC is just going to whip that ass. I'm I'm sorry, it's just it's going to be a thing that happens. Um, Devin, this next game you can get into for as low as two hundred and fifty eight dollars.
1: Number I will, three, George. I will not be I not be in COVID land in Alabama. Sorry. <laughs> I will not.
0: Let me finish my thought. Uh, (laughs) Number three, Georgia at number two, Alabama.
1: Alabama favored by four and a half. This is going to be an interesting one. No Nick Saban. Uh, He tested positive for COVID and so did, I believe, the athletic director. Um, Yep. So... It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting uh game for Alabama without having Nick Saban on the sidelines. Um I still think they win the game. It's gonna be one of those another, you know, installment of the classic Alabama versus Georgia games, where Georgia is right there, but they just fuck up in the fourth quarter. <laughs> um unfortunately, it's it's just not gonna be a, a good finish for this game for Georgia. Um they might have to they might have to bench Stetson Bennett, honestly. Because he is like incredibly average, an incredibly average quarterback. But what I'm looking forward to most of this game is uh, Alabama's offensive line against Georgia's defensive line, and then Alabama's receivers versus Georgia's DBs. I think those are the two biggest matchups of the game and will determine the game, in my opinion. Georgia's
0: defense versus Najee Harris.
1: We'll see if they can tackle him. Uh, I need Jordan Davis to have a big game inside defensive line for Georgia. Uh, He's been kind of quiet this season. Uh, and then Tyson Campbell and Eric Stokes, uh, they're going to have to bring the big boy pants because <laughs> Devontae Smith, uh Jalen Waddle, uh, they're a problem. Then John Mechie as well. Good luck. Um It's going to be an interesting one. And then, of course, Richard LeCount, you got to be over the top because the D ball is coming at some point. You need to be in position because if you start backpelling and Waddles run at you, goodbye.
0: All right, last of the ranked games, and I figure since we got a couple minutes before we got to go, uh, I'm going to throw some other games at you. We got uh, number 23 Virginia Tech hosting three and one Boston College.
1: This is going to be this, a good game. BC is really good. It, the 13 point spread for VT is incredibly disrespectful to Boston College because they keep every game close. Yep. Um, Phil Jakovic. Jaco- Phil Uh, quarterback for Boston College he's played very impressively I really like his game Um, Boston College becoming a spread offense is one of the biggest surprises of this year yeah just like Georgia Tech (laughs) yeah
0: no you're absolutely right
1: um but yeah yeah they they've been incredibly uh efficient offensively Hunter Long has has really you know dived into the the tight end conversation top five Uh, he's trying to get in crack into that conversation um, and then you got Virginia Tech, man, uh, Christian Dariusaw, uh, their center, Brock Hoffman, who I really, really like. Um, he's a transfer from coastal Carolina. Uh, funny story about that, the NCAA denied his waiver because his mom, uh, I think his Is mom or grandma. Oh yes. yeah. 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 He had to, he was going from coastal Carolina, Virginia Tech, but they wouldn't give him a waiver, but they gave Justin Fields and all those other quarterbacks a waiver. So.
0: Yeah, uh, who are you picking? You picking Virginia Tech?
1: Yeah, I got VT winning. Uh, I think Boston College will keep it in within the score, which is why I'm picking, uh, BC to cover. Um, and yeah, I think think it's gonna be, it's gonna be one of those classic, you know, back and forth ACC games.
0: I got two games I'm gonna throw at you just because they seem like they're games that we, you should have an eye on anyways. One is because we have this year's equivalent of Indiana for us in North Carolina State. <laughs> and for those that are kind of newer to the podcast, what that means is we thought they were going to suck. And they've come out and been really good instead, much like Indiana last year. Um, they're at home. They host one in four Duke, but are only favored by four and a half.
1: Man, I hope North Carolina State comes out and crushes them. Uh, they've been really surprising this season. Obviously they've gotten, you know, a favorable schedule, of course, cause, you know, they, the, the only tough game they really, I mean, they, they play tough games against Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh, but oh, they got some games coming UVA up. UVA
0: and Wake Forest are those other two.
1: Yeah. Uh, they got North Carolina and Miami back to back. So that's going to be rough, rough, but. You know, uh, like I said, I like Devin Leary, the quarterback, uh, Kerry Angeline, uh, tight end for NC State. I think he's someone that's, that's going to be a senior bowl participant and really impress some people. Um, and then, of course, a limb, slim McNeil. He, uh, uh, had a pick six last week. He you know, did. Big he man did. touchdown. So. Now,
0: don't sleep on Duke. They're, yes, they are one in four. Yes, they do suck. Um, but they got some dudes. They got some dudes. Chase Bryce, probably not it, but uh, you know Noah Gray, Noah Gray, the tight end, uh, Victor J, Chris Rumpf. those guys starting to find their groove. We'll see how NC State does uh, with that pass rush. We'll see.
1: Uh, we'll
0: actually, like sorry, I got good. I got one more game, and then we'll finish on the on last one. I got a question for you, Devin. Would you pay one hundred and seventy-one dollars to see Virginia versus Wake Forest?
1: Hell no, <laughs> never. Maybe last year, probably not Virginia even last year. Virginia had a pretty fun offense last year with Bryce Perkins, but
0: they don't this year.
1: This although,
0: year. although they do have a quarterback that is six that is six feet tall, two hundred and sixty pounds, and wears number
1: thirty six. Yeah, the starting quarterback got hurt, and then no, he got benched. Yeah, well, yeah, he got benched because he he just was absolutely god awful. Um, but yeah, that that was of. Of course, the everybody was talking about the pick six, but everybody was like, "Who who was playing quarterback at number 36? Don't forget, uh, Devin Gardner played with I think ninety eight. Yeah. So
0: that is a name I haven't heard in a minute. Uh, and as for Wake Forest, they have Carlos Basham, who I still don't understand hype around.
1: He screams.
0: I watched a couple like of their
1: yeah, I've watched a couple of the games. He just has not flashed. I I'm still hearing people say before. like
0: he's the second or third best edge rusher.
1: <sighs> could not be me. Could not Patrick be me. Patrick Jones? Quincy Roche? Gregory Russo? Joseph Tsai? Those oh, are four right there. <laughs> yeah. There's no number. No.
0: I got four that I could list off, but I'm not going to.
1: This is uh, not Carlos Basham Hive.
0: No, no, no. He's, he's edge 11 on my board, man. Take two on this part because apparently the first time around when I mentioned this game, Devin was so gobsmacked that Skype broke and he could no longer hear me. Uh, so let's try this again, Devin. I'm looking forward to this next game. Um, because it's a complete contrast of styles. And I also wanted to run this one by you because you can get into this one for as little as $296. Old Miss in Arkansas.
1: No. Um, this wouldn't be as bad as a matchup as years past, obviously. Uh Both teams uh, have improved dr- dramatically since last season. Um, I think it'll be a pretty close game, in my opinion. I think, obviously, Ole Miss has a more potent offense, but Arkansas cannot continue to be slept on. Uh If they play their style of game, grind out the clock, then that could really slow down Ole Miss's offense. i don't pick Ole Miss to win, uh, but I think it's going to be a close one.
0: Ole Miss is a lot better than uh, sorry, well both of these teams are a lot better than their 1 and 2 records uh show. Um both of them have lost to ranked teams for their two losses and have uh well, I mean, I don't remember who who did Ole Miss beat. They beat Kentucky. They beat Kentucky. Arkansas beat Mississippi State. I I don't know if you know that one. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, Arkansas, they're going to be a team that by the end of the year, they're, oh, my God, I'm taking a look at their schedule now. Um, They're going to be a lot better than whatever their final record is because they have Mississippi at A&M, Tennessee, Florida, LSU at Mizzou at at home against Bama.
1: Yeah, they were not. uh, Whoever made the schedule hates Arkansas.
0: (laughs) They will somehow surprise some teams and finish, like, 3-7. and And they'll be a lot better than that three and seven says. Mm. I think Ole Miss gets the ball rolling this week. Uh they're only favored by two points. The over under on this game is seventy-five.
1: Ole Miss plays no defense.
0: Yes, I know they they don't play no defense, but I am gonna take uh Ole Miss in this one I think by about a touchdown.
1: That's a solid choice.
0: Yeah. Alright guys, uh that's gonna do it for today. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Mike H underscore Draft, you can find Devin on Twitter at real d underscore Jackson, follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Uh follow Blue Chip Scouting on Twitter at Blue Chip Scout. Follow our work on BlueChipScouting.com. Um I unfortunately have the displeasure of working uh, 1.30 to 10, both Saturday and Sunday. And then again, the same thing next week. But, starting in November, my schedule has been changed. I went to my boss and said, that will no longer be a thing. Here is why. I am not staying up till 3.30. Yeah, you know, to stay caught up on college football. I will work until 6 o'clock. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Expect a lot of early Sunday morning uh, takes from me, because that is going to be when I consume all of this. And then we will be back to talk to you on Monday. Bye.